The Natural Man podcast is intended as general information for educational purposes only and should not be construed as medical advice or a diagnosis of any kind or as a substitute for medical treatment. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to replace the advice of or treatment by any physician. Do not rely upon any information to replace consultations or advice received by qualified health professionals regarding your own specific situation. If you suspect that you have a medical problem, you are urged to seek competent medical help. The Natural Man podcast and its representatives and agents disclaim any liability for any negative or other medical or other outcomes that may occur as a result of acting on or not acting on any information contained in the podcast. The views and opinions expressed by the host and all guests are their own, and their appearance on this podcast and at the website of the Natural Man Podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent and does not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Natural Man Podcast. This is the Natural Man Podcast. This is the Natural Man Podcast. I am your host, Mike C., and I'm really excited for today's guest. It's B.D. Erickson. He's the president of SADC USA. Uh, He's an industry leader of clean power products, uh, proprietary and innovative solutions to the problems of dirty electricity. And that's a huge issue today in the modern home. And uh, we've touched on the EMF topic in previous episodes, but... Uh, today, we're going to touch on the issue of dirty electricity. He's also one of the leading innovators of providing clean power to American homes. This is something that I've taken very seriously in my own home, and uh, I think everybody else should do the same. So, BD, thank you for being here. It's a real pleasure to have you on. Mike, I like your show. Thanks for having me. Cool, definitely. Um, so, Explain to our audience, I've heard you explain this in other podcasts, and, and I'm familiar with your work, and I'm a huge fan Tell us what dirty electricity is. It's not as complex as maybe it sounds or as hard to visualize as maybe people fear. We've all experienced it. The reality is that most of us, while experiencing it, didn't know what we're, didn't know what we were experiencing. Here are some examples in my life growing up. <clears throat> so I grew up in the 80s, and I'm at home after school watching Carol Purnett or you know TBS Baseball, and my mom comes in to vacuum. When she does, it would put lines in the TV and temporary, temporarily disrupt the quality of picture on my TV. Well, what was happening? Clean power was coming into my mom's vacuum by use of igniting the motor and by use of that device was putting dirty electricity or distortion, if you will. So that's harmonic distortion back on the common or the neutral, which was affecting the TV, even though the TV might've been clear across the room. Um, When the girls in our family would get ready to go, I could often hear blow dryers on my radio. That's called interference. Um, We've all experienced crosstalk. Well, what's that? That's like maybe you get somebody else's phone call on yours. Um, When two wires are close together and they're each carrying a signal, you can get interference or crosstalk. Air conditioners and things have a, a little piece of equipment called the capacitor in them to help create reactive power for low power factor. And then, you know, we've all, maybe the air conditioner comes on and the lights dim for a second. That's a voltage dip. So dirty electricity is any one or a plethora of things that are just a disruption to the ideal frequency and voltage and stuff of electricity. Sometimes you plug your phone in, Mike, and as it charges, charges slow and gets really hot. But not always. You don't need to be an engineer right. to say that's weird, man. That's abnormal because it doesn't it doesn't normally do it, right? So these right. things are what most of us consider to be dirty electricity. 
Interesting. So is dirty electricity available in, you know, for example, every, like available is the wrong word. Is, is it present in every home in the U.S., for example, or anyone that has modern electricity? In, in, such, high, in such high amounts that I'm actually able to have a company <laughs> based on wow. that, right? So yeah. 30 years ago, no, not, not, not in the same levels. And so did you really need a product line like mine 30 or 40 years ago? Certainly a lot less. And so what, what's changed? Like what's changed in electronics or appliances or whatever we're using in our homes that makes things different from 30 years ago? There's obviously a change in the circuitry or something. Am I right? It's a change, man. So, I mean, it happens in life, right? So the, Rome, the Romans, they're delivering water in this engineering marvel, the aqueducts, and they're keeping it all in the lead. Well, it took them a long time yeah. to know that lead was making them sick, right? Um, asbestos was the number one building material in 1976. In 1978, we're hearing about mesothelioma. It's not unusual for a change in society to bring on ill health effects, right? There's a really great book called The Electric Rainbow, and the electrification of the modern world has really lined up with some pandemics. And I'm not saying that's it. I'm just saying that the timing on some of these things is really uncanny and the biggest yeah. culprit or answer to your question what really changed mike it was lighting so hmm. 130 years ago or so you know thomas edison and his team they came up with the light bulb the incandescent light bulb and it's really simple right it's power in power out which is called an anode and a cathode and in between you have a filament and i remember in grade school you know, he's trying all these things, you know, the string that comes from a banana, he's trying metal and all this. Really, tungsten became the filament. Well, that that cleans electricity. It's called a resistive load. And it turns a lot of these things that we've been talking about, harmonics, electromagnetic fields, distortion, irregularities, just turns them into heat. It just takes right. them away. So according to the Department of um, Energy, most most Americans, the average American household, has got 20, maybe 30 light bulbs in their home. So that meant that 30 years ago, every American home, and really globally, right, because we're all pretty similar, had 20 or 30 electricity cleaners, if you will. Now that's not proper grammar, but you get the communication I'm trying to make. We were yeah. all actively cleaning the grid together as a team. And then the Department of Energy, in all their great wisdom, switches from the incandescent light bulb that we all grew up with to the compact fluorescent lamp, the CFL, the curly Q, poisonous, disgusting, wretched product that shut <laughs> down hundreds of light bulb manufacturing plants in Michigan and nationwide. And now we're bringing this stuff over from China. It's got a mercury amalgam in it. It's poisonous. It's down near biohazard. And they didn't clean electricity. They did the opposite. They added harmonics, distortion, electromagnetic fields, the very things that are the vast majority of culprits or definitions to dirty electricity. And we've all got 20 or 30 of them. So we went from 20 or 30 cleaners per family to 20 or 30 dirtiers per And I know that's not proper grammar, but you understand what I'm trying to communicate. And it vastly changed electrical supply and the grid in the world, like way more than people it just, why would you ever think of that? But it really changed everything. Then something else happened, right? Direct current items, anything with a, anything with a battery is DC. So your phone, your tablet, your pad, your laptop, all these things are direct current. And then we've got, you know, computers, switch mode, power supplies, 
So, you know, what's happening? Well, we live in an alternating current world. And these things use direct current. So what do you have to do? You have to change it. Well, you know, I love change. Change can be good. And electricity, it just they just don't play well together. They're just very different. And it's not like we have one phone or one tablet in our house. Mike, I've got, I have two phones and three iPads and my laptop. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a culprit of six just on my onesie, right? So the use of technology has also magnified dirty electricity by a hundred times. And then I, I know that I'm on a rant here, but now what's the wiring in your house? It's copper wires. Well, where do signals land? Well, they land on antennas. And I remember when cars had antennas that didn't look like a shark's fin when I was a kid. They just was maybe two feet of an aluminum piece of aluminum you could unscrew and whip your little brother in the tush with. Um, <laughs> wasn't weren't those terrible things? Oh my God, we had the best oh, yeah. fights with those. We thought we were fencing. We thought they were foils, <laughs> right? Signals land in antennas, and so the wiring in your house now is this friggin' mile of high quality copper super antenna. And you turn on your phone, how many signals do you have? Well, it used to be UHF, VHF, AM, and FM. That was it. When I was a kid, there were four, except for the ham radio guy and the CB radio, yeah. right? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now you got LG, e, uh, four, LG, LGE, rather, 4T, 5G, LTE, DirecTV, Dish Network, yeah. you know, Skynet, you, 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 you pick it. You know, you turn on your phone, you see his printer, her printer, my printer, you know, the FBI van across the street, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so we're living, we're totally getting bombarded by these fields, which live on our electrical system because of the way an antenna operates. And frankly, the electric company is not to blame on this one. And I am a conspiracy theorist. I'm just going to own my truth. It's not their fault. We are making it in our homes, period. That's wow. the answer, buddy. Wow, man, that, that's crazy. And and so you're saying the original incandescent bulb, the one we all, if we're old enough, and sounds like you and I are both old enough to remember those bulbs, when that was all that was available, and that's all you could buy to light your house. So those bulbs actually had a cleaning effect on the electricity. Did I hear you right? Beyond contestation, absolutely brilliant at cleaning electricity. In fact, if you would just switch all your light bulbs to incandescent and leave some of them on, you do not need my product, period. Wow, that's crazy. And because we've moved away from that, we've turned our environments completely upside down. And now we have all these all these signals and, and fields coming off our copper wiring because of that. You can't even find them. Yeah, it's crazy. That's man. crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. So you, you explained well how this stuff unfolds and, and how we get exposed to this. So can you give us any insight as to how dirty electricity impacts human health? Absolutely. So, so fields and frequencies are not bad in themselves. It's, it's part of life, man. So the earth has a frequency in the seven hertz range. It's called human frequency. And yeah. plants actually do better if you ground you know, a piece of copper and put some copper by the plants um, because it is human frequency. And you know, how about the purr of a cat? That's healing, man, right? Mm -hmm. And a, little, a nice little doggy on your lap and stuff and, and a hug from a grandma. And because we all have frequencies and, and a lot of them are healing them, are healing. But a lot of these man-made frequencies are not. And if, if, if something can affect you positively, I guess it would follow that can also affect you negatively. And, you know, do you want to be in a microwave oven? No, you get in a microwave oven, it starts shaking those 
those molecules until it creates heat, enough friction that it creates heat. That's a millimeter wave. Well, that's 5G. I'm sorry, 5G yeah. tower is no different than a microwave oven. You're, you're farther away from it. It's a millimeter wave. Yeah. What's the difference, right? <clears throat> so imagine you're at the lake and, you know, a couple things about a wave, right? So a wave has two major attributes. How much energy is in the wave? Like how hard does the wave crash or how wave, hard does the wave hit you? And how many times does the wave hit you in a minute? So I think about sitting on the beach at Flathead Lake when I was a kid and shh, shh, those waves crash into the, into the beach, the rock beach or hit the breakwater and what great sleep I would get there. But I've also lived on Oahu, some of the biggest waves on, on the planet. And those waves, they seem like they suck out really slowly and they go back half a block. And then this built thing yeah. builds 15 feet high and it crashes. It has a lot more energy, but it happens a lot less times. So when you think about waves, really think about them in that way, just sitting on a beach, how big is the wave? And how often is it happening? Well, now you're on the beach at the, the lake and the jet ski goes by and he's pulling a tube. And they both have a wave and both of those waves come in kind of cross-secting and they, you see them hit the beach. And then a ski boat comes by and then the fishing boat comes by and then the pontoon goes by, goes by and the guys on the stand-up jet skis and pretty soon there's just all these waves all over the wake and the water skiers now they're pissed because they need glass and there's all these tubers out there kicking butt right it's the same thing like we really need to be living when the lake is glassy and we're not we're living when the lake has got 50 jet skiers out there and guys are trying to ski and it's happening to us now the the other part of that is it bad for you well heck yeah it's bad for you think about what the grass looks like under power lines it ain't bushy er it's bushy less the grass and the power lines by our house I've never had to mow. I've never had hmm. to mow under there. It's, you know, very sparse at best, yellow on the sides. I've said this before on some podcasts, huge studies have been on dairy cows, marigold, dairy gold, the big guys. It's, yeah. it's well, it's well, it's undisputed. I mean, the quality and production of their milk is affected by this dirty electricity. And, you know, greenhouses and grows, you don't want a bunch of dirty electricity or negative harmonic frequencies because it disrupts the, the unity. It disrupts the life. They want a natural frequency. They want the frequency of the earth, not the frequency of your damn cell phone. And I've seen yeah. guys try and grow stuff by a Wi-Fi. You cannot grow anything by a Wi-Fi signal. It's got to be something really robust. If it's too close to the Wi-Fi signal, you're not growing anything. So I think yeah. I know I'm not grass, but I am biological. It's, it's really damaging to ourselves, like truly, genuinely so to the point of, is it like smoking two packs of cigarettes a day? I think it's probably worse. And so it, it not only affects us, but you're saying it affects every living thing. It's it's evidenced in plant life and, and you know, squirrels that might be near towers. Is that what you're saying? Like oh, man, bees, bees, trees, and me's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All the biological world is negatively affected by this stuff. Wow. So, okay, BD, you were totally transparent at the beginning and I appreciate that. Uh, you said you're a bit of a conspiracy therapist and uh, a conspiracy theorist and I don't want to dive too down, too far down that, but um, I do want to pick your brain to get your opinion on this because clearly you have some great insights on this. How come when we go to the doctor's office, we're not being told this? This is clearly something that's been established. There's medical literature. Um, you've talked about it. I've seen it. What do you think's going on? Is it just, is it just ignorance? Oh man, you know, and these doctors aren't evil. It's just, it's big pharma, man. It's Rockefeller's, you know, educational system for doctors and big pharma. And does that mean that every doctor and nurse is nefarious? No, they're not, man. Of course not. They're beautiful people. 
Yeah. In fact, they entered their field because they love people and they entered their field because they want to help people. And I don't think that most doctors, certainly not the ones that I know, they didn't get into the field to make a ton of money because they started by spending maybe a half a million dollars on an education. They right. did it because they wanted to help people. And I want to really be clear on that. But unfortunately, we know that Western philosophy of medicine is really to write a prescription for a symptom. Yeah. Right. So now yeah. if you get your leg broken or you get in a car accident, I'm sorry, our surgeons are Jedi. Our surgeons in our triage is, is top shelf in the world. But for Definitely. health, I think we're 79th because we write prescriptions, right? So how I feel about big pharma prescriptions, so let's say that we are on a submarine, you and I, and we're at, you know, we're at 4,000 feet. We're nearly a mile below. We get a leak. Well, what happens? The submarine tells us that the first thing that happens is this really bright, miserable red light starts flashing that's just almost blinding, right? Yeah. And then what comes on the horn, womp, 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 and it's deafening. It sends us into a panic. Well, rather than fix the leak, Mike, what you and I do is we go smash out that red light and then we put, we put a pillow and duct tape over the horn. Yeah. Right? So yeah. We, we attack the symptom. We attack the thing that's telling us we're at dis-ease. We never look for the leak. Yeah. So unfortunately, you go to a Western doctor. He wants to help you, man. He loves you. So he says, well, you know, you've you're got these symptoms. Let's get rid of that red light and let's get rid of that horn. Yeah. And so you get on drugs for that, which has five side effects that are worse i yeah. saw one commercial i had to laugh so hard it said if you're suffering anxiety you take this pill but this pill might give you a leaky butthole and i thought <laughs> if you were feeling anxious at the party before <laughs> <laughs> oh man so so i am a conspiracy there's i don't think it's all nefarious i just think that the way you know we're, we're really driven towards medication is more yeah. about finding a solution to the symptom, maybe getting you on something. So let's say the dirty electricity is making you feel anxious and it will. Yeah. It will. So they give you something that makes you not feel anxious rather than turning off whatever's causing the dirty electricity. Wow. The, right. okay. Yeah, right. Hey, this is Mike C. And we want you to know that we only endorse products we truly believe in. We're an affiliate of best-selling author Dr. Carolyn Dean's RNA Reset Products, home of the famous Remag Liquid Magnesium Supplement. So when you go to RNAreset.com and make any purchases using the coupon code NATURALMAN, we get a commission. So if you like what we do, this is one way you can support the Natural Man podcast. Make your purchase now at RNAreset.com using the coupon code NATURALMAN. Come on a journey like no other where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. And, and I mean, we obviously we're all exposed to this stuff. We all, you know, so many households in the U.S., Canada, and I'm assuming Europe have these high efficiency bulbs and these different things. So clearly this stuff is just, all over our house. And one solution is to maybe get rid of some of it, but we still need our phones. 
Yeah. We still need our, our DC AC converters to plug in our laptops and our, you know, our different devices that have batteries. So that's not going away and we need those things. So like, how do we mitigate this, man? How, how do we ease the burden on our bodies and still be able to live and function in this modern world with our technology? This is a really, so not many interviewers have asked me, this is a really great question you're asking because I want my iPhone too, right? I want mine too. Yeah. So the, the simple reality is that we're not living in some of it. Unfortunately, we're living in massive amounts of it. We're getting what's called overexposed. So that's really the problem is not some exposure. We're all pretty tough, right? It's like, okay, how harmful is it? It's not as harmful as stepping in front of a high-speed bus. It's not as harmful as backing into a whirling propeller. That's immediately harmful, right? Yeah. But let's say a guy just doesn't eat healthy. You know, eat a lot of processed foods, a lot of sugars, smoking a lot of cigarettes, drinking a lot of booze. Doesn't kill you that day, man. Takes years to kill you. That's yeah. number one. It's a cumulative thing. Number two, there are, our biology is different. And so it's a full spectrum of how sensitive somebody is. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear the thing that the TV commercial, the guy was exposed to secondhand smoke and he got emphysema. And I know grandmas that are hundred years old smoking two packs in bed right now. Yeah. It does not affect everybody the same thing. It's kind of like an allergy. Some people, mm -hmm. they eat a peanut, they die. Right. They eat something that's got peanut oil on it, they can't breathe. I, I can sit at a bar eating peanuts all day. Right? Yeah. It's not, it doesn't affect us all the same way. Sure, it's bad for us, but is there a grandma that's been smoking two packs a day for 50 years and has, there, there is. So it's, it's very odd. So it's a blend of number one, since we're getting overexposed, let's lessen that exposure in an intelligent way. And I'm going to answer your question because that, that's really the question. And number two, what spectrum are you personally in it affecting you? And it affects little kids worse. And so in my life, I get into this whole thing because my kid got sick. I was living in the same house and I wasn't. So in my world, I have real world, no baloney experience of someone being almost debilitated by it while I didn't feel it. Okay, yeah. so let's let's solve it. So what do you do? Use your things with some intention. Well, what's that mean? Okay, so we go down to Best Buy and we get the most robust Wi-Fi extender thing in the in the in the in the building, and we got Wi-Fi boosters and three outlets, and we our house is just buzzing with it. Okay, so yeah. that's a little much. Number one, number two, why have that on when you're not actively searching, scrolling, downloading? So do you really need that on while you're in the shower? You don't. Do you really need that on for the eight hours that you should be resting? You really should not have it on. Do you really need it on all day when you're at work for your plants and your pets? You don't. So what I do is I, I don't have the boosters, but I do have Wi-Fi. And I sit at a safe distance and I turn it on. I go, okay, it's family, family, you know, poison time. Let's rock and roll. Let's update all of our apps. Let's download our games. Let's check all of our stuff. Let's do all of our content. Let's have an hour or two and sit in the foam. And let's turn it off. Let's yeah. turn it off. Let's get outside. Let's take our shoes off. We, as a family, we go ground. We go outside. I sit literally in the grass barefoot while my nephew, the three-year-old, runs barefoot. And we have family grounding time outside with all this stuff turned off where we can get some of that good earth human frequency. So I right. don't think you have to be a lunatic, but if you're going to zig, I think you got to zag, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you, man, you make some great points there and, and, uh, you know, I want to go into what you guys do over at SADC cause you're doing some amazing work over there. 
Um, you guys have come up with some solutions to mitigate this problem right in the wiring, and I want you to talk about that. Um, I know you have what's a what's called a whole home filter that actually cleans up dirty electricity at the source. Do I have that right? You do, and, and there's what do they say? You know, necessity is the mother of invention. <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> I've got to plow this field. I've got to trim this tree. I've got to do whatever. I'm going to make something that does it. I had a kid that was getting sick, and I didn't have a product to fix it. Right. And you know, yeah, I've got some engineering credits and applied science, and I've got you know, I've been to school and done the things, but. This was kind of new ground and not really stuff that I was taught, even in power systems engineering. I, I just, I didn't, some of it, right? Yeah. So I built a team. We went to work on designing some products that would actively filter and remove this dirty electricity and all the signals that are hitting. Cause we also talked about the antenna effect, how to get it all, but still let you live a reasonably normal life and some people have to get out of it completely most of us don't like most of us again if we get so let's say we use the wi-fi and the wireless stuff let's say we use it somewhat sparingly mm -hmm. and then we remove the electromagnetic fields and dirty electricity from our wiring which is a little more dangerous because it's so constant it's yeah. so omni ever present and it, it booms into your into your home from the wiring three feet for sure six feet kind of zesty and eight feet that we can measure. So yeah. when you sit down on the couch, I'm sorry, you're right by the wall. Your favorite chair is probably in the corner or right by the wall. You're sitting right inside that three foot zone. Now you lay, you lay down to go to bed and you stick your head eight inches from the wall. I mean, how thick, yeah. is, your, how thick is your headboard? So right. your most complex sensitive device, you've put it right inside this friggin' field. So our products wire in, some of them wire in at the breaker panel and they're gonna create their own field. So we want this wired in really close to the breaker panel because we know that you already have a field there just by the sheer movement of electrons, you're gonna have an electromagnetic fields by your breaker panel. So you put it right there, keep yeah. all the noddies in one place. And this is gonna actively remove, man, 95, maybe 99% of the dirty electricity and then the electromagnetic fields and their subsequent radiation from the whole home, man. And they work, they're wow. third party approved. We got 100,000 installed, Mike. Wow, that's awesome. And so what is it doing? Is it, I, I know that dirty electricity, um, you know, it, it comes, and correct me if I'm wrong, we can get it from our neighbors too. Everybody's using all these electronics. So we're just dirtying the whole grid. And so the incoming feed from the utility company is often dirty, am I right? Oh, 100%. So again, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm, I am very quick. Um, <laughs> to, to blame the Illuminati. <laughs> I, am, I am quick to blame the Illuminati, but I don't think you can here because let's say the power, so where we live, the power comes from a hydro dam on the Indian Reservation, Energy Keepers, and it is beautiful, clean hydropower, man. It is yeah. clean as a whistle, right? But how many car washes and beauty schools um, in factories does it go by before it gets to my house? In fact, they've got to stop it, clean it, and boost it several times because that signal gets so degraded. And then right. you're exactly right. So in my house, the substation that feeds our house, there's about 440 homes in my subdivision right now and building all the time. Well, we all, you know, so so the two biggest culprits right now, probably outside the lighting and the, and the small stuff, number one is the smart meter. Smart right. meter is just a super, super culprit. That's number one. And number two are solar inverters. So, mm -hmm like a lot of us don't have smart meters yet in Montana, 
but when you go solar, you have to get an inverter because that's what makes the panels turn into AC usable power. And you have to have a net meter because it has to be able to spin backwards and capture your watts for net metering. <clears throat> so unfortunately, when you go solar, you're getting the two biggest noddies. You're getting the net meter and you're getting the inverter. You're getting fried. And if right. you don't have that, if your neighbor does, the point you just made, oh, your, your, numbers, your numbers are off the chain just by being connected to them. Wow. And so when you have um, your, your SATIC whole home filter, that will stop that at the source of anything incoming? Do I have that right? That's exactly correct. So it does two things. Number one, it's at the panel. So it filters, cleans, harmonizes, and regulates all the incoming power. And then it does its best to clean everything in the house while you're constantly trying to make it dirty. It never sleeps and it's got a 10 year warranty. It is active. Wow. It is constantly cleaning, not only what's coming in, but everything you're doing to try and dirty it in your own home. Yeah. In fact, it will even clean your, your neighbors a little bit. So we've got probably 50 testimonials where someone improved, installed our stuff and their neighbor's bill went down 5%. Yeah. Wow. And really like no yeah. warning. Yeah, that's that's crazy, and and I've heard you talk about this in other podcasts. Um, just the way our some of our appliances use the electricity, there's sometimes you feel the back of your fridge, certain fridges, and they feel hot. Those things should never be hot, right? Is that is that correct? That's correct, man. And some people go, well, the motor's running. It's going to be yeah, a motor running is going to create a little bit of heat, and we never have moving parts. And you have you have some heat, but they shouldn't be hot. Yeah. And so, you know, the back of your fridge, back of mine was really warm. In fact, both the freezers in the garage, really warm. Your air conditioner, really warm. They should not be that warm. Your phone should not get hot when it charges. Your DVR and your stereo and your TV and all that, those things are glowing. I'm sorry, your DVR and your, those things are glowing and they should not be that hot. And a big portion of that is this dirty electricity, this non-usable, dirty reactive power that can't get converted into mechanical heat or mechanical mm. work. So if it can't get converted into mechanical work, where does it go? Not pixie dust. It doesn't turn into to fairy farts, man. It turns into heat. So <laughs> yeah. the back of your fridge is hot. Back of your stereo and all these things are hot. And that does a couple things. Number one, you're, that thing doesn't want to be hot. It hates yeah. being hot. Number two, you're asking it to make cold, man. And you got it hot. Number three, your air conditioner is blowing to beat the band. And you've got all this stuff puking BTUs right into that environment. Yeah. So we always say, man, clean power is good for you. It's good for your stuff. And that's good for your wallet, you know, yeah. period. Yeah, definitely. And and so if you have your, if you've properly mitigated your dirty electricity, what you're saying is a lot of that stuff won't get as hot. Is that right? You'll, so, so we play this game all the time. Exactly correct. We play this game all the time. Turn, the, turn your stuff, turn your power perfect off, go to the panel and turn it off. Give it an hour. Do a heat gun or just feel with your hands. We're pretty good at sensing temperatures with our hands. We're really better at it than people think. And then turn it on. And just, yeah. it will physically cool down. Oftentimes it sounds better. Like we did this, we did a bar out here in Western Montana and the the, the huge, you know, 400 ton chiller or whatever, rah, the thing was so noisy that the bartender needed friggin' hazard pay when it went into this thing <laughs> and the back of it was hot and it was just noisy. And we told the bartender or the, the bar owners, excuse me, um, it'll make your bill go down. It'll certainly make this old piece of equipment last longer. And who wants to buy another $20,000 chiller? Nobody, right? 
Yeah. When we put them on, so the way we land them on breakers and then we turn the breaker on, the minute we turned them on, it went from the noisiest piece of equipment imaginable, certainly in a bar restaurant, to and he was done. He goes, that's it. He goes, that was worth it right there. If it does nothing else, then kill that huge racket, I'm sold. So it literally went from like 80 or 90 decibels to a hum. And then it stopped shrugging all that heat. And so what happened when it wasn't shrugging as much heat, it didn't turn on as many times. It didn't have to. It crushed his bill. It crushed it. It's one of my best testimonials and it's 13 years old. That's so awesome. yes, it'll, it'll physically get cooler and oftentimes even quieter. Yeah. Wow. And, and so this, this whole home filter, obviously there, there's a bit of a cost to that. I know people use some cheaper alternatives. People who are conscious of this stuff, they use those filters. They, they plug in around the house. What's your opinion on those? I know there's some different companies that make those. What do you think of those? So does it work? It can. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's very much yester tech. Um, and you need so many of them that now I, I don't really think it's cheaper anymore. It's cheaper if you buy one. It's not cheaper if you buy 30. Yeah. Now we're comparable on price and they're capacitor based. And capacitors have a place. They do. They have a place. But you don't want too many of them. You don't want too many of them because they do what's called overcapacitate and they lead voltage. And once you're leading voltage, then you might not have as much harmonic distortion or EMF but your, your light bulbs are not gonna last as long, circuit boards aren't gonna like it, a lot of the electronics in your house are not gonna be happy. So does it work for health? And if it was that or nothing, I would say choose it, use yeah. it sparingly, less is more, um, and there, there just simply are better products out there because the rest of us just keep innovating. And I yeah. say that with love in my heart, and I really, I really wanna come from that space because there's room for all of us to thrive, for sure. Yeah. Now, now, is there any, are there any measurable fields from these devices, whether it's the static, the, the static whole, whole home or um, these different filters that plug in around the house? It's, has anyone taken measurements oh. to, to see if there's fields coming off it's, of those at all? It's easy to measure. So you're going to have two major fields. So when you have voltage, you're going to have an electric field. When that voltage is pressure, starts pushing current, you're gonna have a magnetic field. So that's really this electromagnetic field. Any fully charged capacitor bank, any fully charged piece of electronic is gonna have an electromagnetic field. So you're gonna create, I don't know what do you call it, a node or something, yes, you're gonna create a field around all of them. We make plug-in stuff too, but rather than having one component, ours has like eight different filters in it. It will create a small field. And our wiring unit will create a field. Heck yeah, that's why we put it by the breaker panel because you've already got a field there anyway. Right. Like it's, you, can't, you can't undo a, a magnetic field. It's, it's, it's there, it's, it's a result of current. So we put it by it so that, you know, is it evil? Well, you know, it's not healthy. Put it, put it in its place, put yeah. it where it goes. And the problem is you put these little filters all through the house, then you're, you're fixing one thing and you're creating another. So it's really not the best way in our opinion as engineers to do it wow okay that's that's really good information to know um so obviously we all have some of this present in our homes and in varying degrees the dirty electricity i'm talking about so what what are some of the worst offenders you mentioned hair dryers um you know there are certain appliances what are some of the worst offenders that create the most dirty electricity in the home that likely we all have? So for sure, we all have CFLs and LEDs. So the LED is the newest light. 
So it's interesting that we spent 130 years on the incandescent light bulb from Edison. We only spent about a decade with the compact fluorescent curly Q, and now we've gone LED. Mm -hmm. Well, LED is not, the components that make a compact fluorescent are poisonous. They're mercury amalgate. They're, they're, they're bad, yeah. bad, bad. The components in an LED are very inert. It's just, they're diodes. Well, that's yeah. a light emitting diode. Well, that's DC. Well, what's that mean? It means it's also creating dirty electricity. So number one, we make LEDs, not just on here to shamely pitch my stuff. Lighting is probably the number one cause of dirty electricity. So just wow. swap out your lighting. Number two, a rheostat or a dimmer. If you've got right. your dimmer on anywhere other than off or full blast on, it's creating massive amounts of dirty electricity. So light's mm -hmm. number one, dimmer's number two, smart meter's number three, um, solar inverter's number four, DC things, phones, tablets, pads, number five, mm -hmm. computers and switch mode, power supplies, number six, and then anything with the motor, anything with the motor, washer, dryer, dishwasher, refrigerators, range, uh, not your range, excuse me, um, anything with the motor. The range, the your stove, if it's not gas, if it's electric, it's actually good for your electricity. Really? Yeah, it'll clean it. So your electricity numbers will be way cleaner when your stove is on, 100%. Interesting, yeah. interesting. And so it being plugged into the circuitry is not cleaning unless it's on. It has to right? be on. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, it's only, yeah. it's on. But when it's on, your electricity is clean, especially so the burners, some of the burners are 120. Uh -huh. um, the, the oven and the big range itself, the big burners are 240. That's literally cleaning all the electricity in your house when it's on. Wow. And so the stuff you mentioned, everybody has all these things. We all so, I mean, man. We literally all have to be paying attention to this. There's no, no one's exempt from this if they're part of the grid, right? No one's exempt. And I, I, I don't want to trade or deal in fear. So I tell people, number one, if you can, you know, use conscious lighting, not have a dimmer, and then use some things sparingly, you've made a huge dent. I don't want to just peddle my goods. I, I, I built yeah. this company to save my kid. But after that, I mean, you still want to, we still live in the modern world. I'm not coming off my iPhone. I have two of them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and you can't, you can't affect what your neighbor does. Yeah. And, you know, if you've got a smart meter on your house, then after this, after this interview, you need to go online and you need to get one of our products and you need to get a piece of field shield and you need to put that shielding over that smart meter because you literally have a cell tower on the side of your house and it's really, really bad for your family, especially if you have kids, period. Wow. And so as far as lighting goes, do you recommend that we stick to incandescence? If you can get incandescence, they're brilliant. They're great. They last a hundred friggin' years Yeah. and they're cheap and they clean the power. Yeah. And the and light's kind of soothing. It's not the blue white light. It's kind of that yellow red light. It just kind of, kind of homey. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say th those lights are comforting. They're I comforting. mean, we have those all over the house, and I love them. I mean, the the glow, like you say, it's it's more intimate. It's clearly a wider spectrum than just those modern, you know, the blue and the and the and the. Uh, what am I call? What do they call them? The uh, the fluorescence. Oh my! If you want to see every pimple on someone's face, you, you, you know, I'm, I'm trying not trying to <laughs> operate on you. You know, <laughs> the one, yeah. No, the cozy light. It's just got a better mood. It's easier on skin and stuff. The the the, 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 the really full spectrum blue stuff has its place. If you're going to do art, you really need good color rendering. 
in your closet where you're going to try and match your socks and your belt and your tie. They have a place. They're great. Yeah. Um, but they're not, they're not soothing or comforting. Number one, for my personality type, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two, if it's bad for your health, then jettison it, get rid of it. Yeah, definitely. I've even noticed in my own household, you know, we bring the lights down as, as evening hours approach. And I just find like, you know, the younger members of the family, they even calm down a little bit, you know, Th- those lights hype people up. I think when, when they're on too bright at the wrong time of day, I agree. That's been my experience. The calmer light, man, it soothes the wild beast, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, dirty electricity obviously impacts people. Now, there are some statistics out there that say, and we'll say this is obviously this is part of EMF's electromagnetic fields, but um, they say about 30 to 35% of people have some sensitivity to electromagnetic fields. So, you know, let's say that's a third. So are those other two thirds... Should they not be as concerned about this? Should everybody be concerned? What's your take on that, man? So that's a great question. So again, we're not dealing in trade and fear, but we're but we're being brave. Like we're speaking yeah. and owning our truth, even if it's not popular. You know, some people can eat processed foods out of boxes and cans. Their metabolism keeps them kind of thin. Does that mean it's good for them? It doesn't. They're not showing effects of it, but it's still not good for them. You know, some people can eat, you know, one bag of potato chips and they gain two pounds just because their metabolism. So again, it affects all of us differently and it's a spectrum of how sensitive, but it's proven damaging to the biological. And so let's say, I don't know if you remember, like in third and fourth grade, you put the, you put the lima beans on the wet paper towel and then they germinate and you see it come out and you, you grow alfalfa sprouts and everybody's grown potatoes and onions by accident in their pantry. If you, if you did this experiment right by, you know, a cell tower or right by a smart meter or right by your Wi-Fi, it would not grow. Yeah. It won't grow. It won't germinate. So it is not good for you. So if you're conscious about what you drink for water, if you're conscious about what you put in your body for fuel, if you're conscious about maybe trying to get some exercise, then this absolutely positively has got to be on your list of a box you need to check and an action that you need to take for your own personal health, especially if you got kids. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's great information, man. And you've been really, you've been very humble and, um, you know, kind about, about your time and everything. And I appreciate that. And, you know, you've been hesitant to plug yourself, but no, I want you to plug yourself and plug your company. So, so how do people learn more about your products? So our main website is called Satic Shield and that's S-A-T-I-C, S-A-T-I-C, Satic Shield, regular shield spelling.com. That's our store. But a lot of you, you know, you want to call, you want to, you want a, a personal you know, connection and we don't, you know, send you to a call center. We've got a team of EMF, electromagnetic field and EHS, electro sensitivity syndrome specialists hmm. that we field, you know, a hundred calls a day and people need to tell their story about how it affects them and, and what your situation is. And then the first thing we try and do is do you for free, man. Let's find your culprits. Let's find you have a wiring errors or something that you can turn off and going to get you better sleep. And yeah. then we deduce what product you really need and how it goes. And you know, we give you a full month from when you start testing it. You know, we don't have three day return, any of that. I mean, yeah. it might take you four days to get the dumb thing and a couple of days to get it hooked up and a couple of days to just be inside your own skin and see if you feel it. And we give you a full month from that point on 
to really make sure that it's tuned in and you're feeling what you're feeling. And, and sometimes if you've got a wiring error or something, it won't fix it right away. And so we send you a meter. A lot of times we'll just lend you one of our meters for free, man. If you've been a good customer and stuff, we'll lend you a meter for free. And then you'll find an outlet that has a short. You'll find an outlet that has a reverse ground and neutral. Oh, and you'd spend 20 bucks an electrician to get that fixed. And then boom, your whole world changes. So it's, you know, staticshield.com. You're invited to go on. We love to give special deals after people listen to podcasts and buy anything. It's, it's always satisfaction guaranteed. It's free shipping. But if you want to talk to a human, you will not find more knowledgeable and open-hearted and genuine people to hear your story than when you call us at Static Shield. That's awesome, man. And, uh, you know, that's what a lot of companies lack today. So um, I appreciate you guys just doing that. And and the work you guys are doing, BD, it's, it's very groundbreaking. And, um, you know, I, I love this stuff and I take it seriously and I think more people need to. And I'm glad that you can make yourself available to get the word out. Uh, so thank, thanks for being here, man. It's been a real pleasure and a real learning experience uh, talking to you. So uh, keep doing what you're doing, BD. I love a healthy man. I love the Natural Man podcast. Same goes to you. Keep doing what you did, Mike. Awesome, man. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Natural Man podcast. Subscribe to us and check us out online at naturalmanpodcast.com. And until next time, I'm your host, Mike C. Stay healthy. The Natural Man Podcast. Check us out. Naturalmanpodcast.com. Hey, listeners. I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster. And not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. Because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.